the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and my guest today is Chris Dickey, founder and CEO of Visibly. This is a new and first-to-market SaaS platform that focuses on the intersection of SEO and PR. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about his platform and the concept of search engine visibility, which it is based on. So cool. So you guys, hey, we're excited today. We got Chris Dickey on the podcast. I'm super excited about having him on. We, we're going to talk about you know his company that he's built, built a few different companies, but we're going to talk about one in particular that really kind of caught my eye in regards to what we call SEV, which is going to be search engine visibility. So um, Chris, why don't we talk a little bit about your, like where you grew up? I always like to give a little backstory on the individuals and you know, not everybody was you know born and bred in the Silicon Valley, right? So I want to figure out like what your background is and, and always kind of hear that unique story. So um, where did you grow up? Are you, and you're currently in, in Montana, correct? Uh, I, I'm in Wyoming. Wyoming. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, oh, and, so beautiful. But um, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm a Midwestern kid, corn fed, uh, large family of six. We are always, uh, you know, the six top at the at the uh, restaurant. And there was always a table in the back that <laughs> could accommodate us. Awesome. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's just uh, mostly Wisconsin and Ohio is where I kind of spent my youth. And then I, after that, I decided I wanted to be closer to mountains. Yeah, I hear you. Well, it's funny. So, and we'll touch on this a little later, but I was saying right before the podcast started of how I'm a little envious of his Instagram. Uh, it looks like a place that I need to be. And I was thinking, and I think I was thinking Montana because Montana is a place that I've been looking at about I going was, and visiting. I was in Montana for the last couple ah, of weeks. That's probably so it's entirely possible. Um, my my sister-in-law has some homes, um, old family homes in Glacier National Park. Like it's pretty insane. Yeah, um, go wrong with so- that. Can't yeah, go wrong so with we that. just kind of hunkered down in Glacier and did a lot of hiking and, and some some rafting and picked a lot of huckleberries. So it's the hard life. So you've it's been tough. so it's, it's tough. Man, that's rough. Glacier. I mean, who wants to go to <laughs> Glacier know, for God's sake? Internet. That's yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Well, it's funny when I when I go when I go away. So I so this is a funny story. So my wife, whenever I bring my my wife will say, "Hey, you're going to bring your girlfriend," and my girlfriend is my laptop. Right. And so that's like always been the ongoing joke. And anybody around is like, what do you mean? You guys are a family and you're bringing your, you have a girlfriend. And I'm like, no, Jesus. I'm like, no, I, it's my, it's my laptop. And so there are times nine, a few years ago, I would always be like, God, I have to have internet. And there's been times recently where I'm like, you know what? I need to go to a place where they don't have internet, right? Where I'm not quite as connected. So I've been trying to make that, you know, I've been trying to make a valid effort of like not having as much internet because, you know, we, we get enough of that, right? But I know you run an agency and you got some stuff. So it is a little hard to fully disconnect. And I, nobody understands that better than myself, my friend. I mean, yeah, I, running it's a like, SaaS company and agency, you're not going to do it without internet connection. No, it's not. And when you do, and then <laughs> what happens and you turn into the crazy guy, and you can't see this because we're on a podcast or the, the, the viewers can't, but where I've got my phone in the air and I, I can't get it high enough. And I'm like running around and my wife's like, why, why did we have kids together? You know, what is this guy doing out there? It's like, he, you know, and I'm trying to find the internet. I'm like, I'm sure it's close or, you know, I've got to drive somewhere to get reception for a meeting or something, but you know, the struggle's real. The struggle's real, you know, so we'll, we'll figure that out. So in regards to growing up, like you have any, any, any fun, interesting facts? I mean, other than, you know, you guys were corn fed, you took the six top over. So the other <laughs> family couldn't take the six top, anything fun? Um, you know, I'll say that uh, I'm a big Green Bay Packer fan, and um, you know, Wisconsin Packers are like religion. They're like, like they'll change church service so it doesn't overlap with the Packers game in Wisconsin. But fun fact about the Packers is that they are a they are owned by the people of Wisconsin. There's no singular owner. 
Really? Yeah. I had you, no you can, idea. You can buy stock in the Packers and it never goes up or down. It's simply really, it's really a donation to the team so they can buy a new stadium or something. Um, but Green Bay is a, is an incredibly small venue town. It would, you would ne- it would never have heard of it at, you know, aside from the fact that they have a professional football team. Um, and, and the, and the, it's, it's just fantastic. I love it. It'll never move. The people own it. Um, we're all stakeholders. So yeah. you can, they can't move either. God, that's incredible. I did not know that. And so I'm a 49ers fan. So we've always had a good little rivalry, but oh, I will tell you guys you, crush. I was at that game last year. It, it was, it was horrible. Well, <laughs> that was, I, finally, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, every time it comes to playing you guys, I like, I'm literally like, I, I don't have a lot of hair left anyways. And I'm just, every time I'm like, Oh God. But you know, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is like, I mean, he, Aaron Rodgers actually, Grew up in Chico, California, where I used mm-hmm. to own a bar, and I used to go yeah. to school there. So it's a whole other conversation. Need to Berkeley, I believe. Hell, hello, solid guy. I mean, that's you know, can you get anybody better? But anyways, I know you guys you got a new quarterback. We'll talk about that some other time. But the I'll tell you, there was one thing I do used to do a lot of traveling. Obviously, before this whole COVID thing, when I went through what airport was it? There was some airport. It was a Sunday. It wasn't obviously in Green Bay, but it was close enough. I've never, I thought there was like, I thought they were having the football game there at the airport. Like everybody was wearing Green Bay Packers. And I like, I didn't have a Niners stuff on, thank God, because I don't know if I would have survived the, the event. But I'll tell you, man, it was savage. I was like, oh my God, this, it was like in force. I just thought they were handing out free jerseys or something because it was like, it was oh, yeah. Sunday and it was oh, the yeah. day. And I just had never seen that. I've seen, you know, been to plenty of sports events where you see that, but not where I'm actually at an airport that's not even in Wisconsin. And it's like, it's the way sports should be, you know, it's like, it's, it's not about the profit, you know, the profit is reinvested into the team. Um, and, you know, there's actually a shareholders meeting every single year and the people who are shareholders get to show up and vote about what happens with the team. And That's they don't, awesome. and they don't make player decisions, but they make like, they actually do hire and fire the, the general manager and they, and they approve capital projects and things like that. And that's it's pretty, insane. It's pretty that's rad. beautiful. Cause then yeah. you, then you have the stability too, right? And you have people that you get, a, you get your chance. Hey, you don't oh, like they've never, they've never not sold out a game in like 50 years. Like it's, it's just so like weird. everybody, you know, and, and, and the season tickets are there. You can't get them. Like they're, they're, they're passed down from family generation to family generation. That's incredible. It's like having, it's like having a house at Glacier or something. <laughs> Who knew, right? Who knew? So where did you go to college? Where'd you go to college at? Uh, it's a little place in Ohio called Denison University. And I, I was just uh, just studying environmental stuff and, and economics. And I got involved. I got, I got interested in industrial organizational psychology and didn't really know what I wanted to do afterwards, except I, I, I thought that marketing was kind of a fun profession. And, and I loved being outside. So I started working for companies in the outdoor industry. Yeah, that's a nice transition. So was that like your first job out of college? Was it like a, you went from obviously being environmentally conscious? No, well, to- I, my first job out of college was a really classic first job out of college. It was, uh, I was, I was teaching uh, environmental education on, on an island in San Juan Islands. And like Washington's we all do. Sound. Yeah. I think, I, mean, I think a lot of college islands. kids find something kind of summer, you know, kind of like summer sense. campy when they, sure. <laughs> they graduate. Sure. Sure. They don't want to jump into the workforce too fast. Um, and that was just for a few months, but it was, it was super fun. And then 
then I then I kind of moved down to Seattle and I, I got I got more involved in in, in the outdoor industry there. Um, and then eventually found my way to Jackson Hole, where I worked for a magazine called Alpinist, which is a climbing magazine. I was a circulation and marketing director for Alpinist. Um, and that got me, then I went into agency work, and then I've been working in agencies for the last 15 years. Um, in the last 10 years, I've been running my own agency. Um, it's a PR agency called Purple Orange. We specialize in outdoor and active lifestyle consumer brands. So a lot of stuff that you might find at REI. Um, but yeah, more or less, we, we handle national kind of um, communications for those, for those companies. And, and out of that, we kind of started doing some interesting things with search. And that's where we ended up working on um, Visibly. Well, let's talk about Visibly because I'll tell you, it was, you know, I, I do a lot of these interviews and I do a lot of SaaS companies and stuff. And um, when I first heard um, SEV, I really, I had to look it up for a second. I was like, what is SEV? Like, how do I not know a marketing term? So, you know, in regards to that, when, when I, I kind first, of, I kind of tried to coin it. I don't think it really exists. Um, I, I like it though. I like it because that's, that's because that is where things get interesting, right? When you coin a term, right? And then you become yeah. the the founder of that term. Yeah, it's not, it's not SEO and it's not SEM. Um, and, you know, there is this, you know, as a PR person, I think any, anyone who kind of understands PR will appreciate this. It's like what we do is we leverage other people's audiences for our clients' benefits, you know, yeah. and, and, and these publishers have these amazing audiences and we show up as PR people and we, we do what we, you know, what they call earned media. And that is, yeah. you can't buy it. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk someone into, into, into taking a look at our client stuff and they're going to maybe write a review if they like it. Um, and, and that's, that's a fantastic brand strategy is tried and true has been done, you know, over and over again, we started recognizing that the most valuable PR hits that we were acquiring for our customers were not the ones that you would think. They weren't the big awards that we that we would win from some major New York publication or the the big article from Forbes or something. They they were the articles and reviews that were showing up at the top of search for really valuable keywords. And um, sometimes it would be like some kind of mid-level blog, you know, that that wasn't really on your radar and you kind of ended up giving a sleeping bag to, and then they ended up doing a review. And next thing you know, it's the very first organic hit for best sleeping bags, 2020. Um, and, you know, that kind of visibility gave way to this, my, this, this recognition that, you know, the PR profession had this tremendous opportunity to use our tool set to influence what shows up in search. And especially like when it comes to um, 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 commercial consideration or like informational kind of intent, um, we have, if we were targeting the right publications and the right writers, we could all of a sudden really dominate a SERP. Um, which, which is the entire intention of SEO. The problem with SEO is that it's, it's fantastic. Look, SEO, we do it as an agency. Um, we're trying to do it for, for visibly. It's tough, right? Like winning a first page placement for a valuable um, keyword phrase is really hard. You have to build a lot of backlinks. You have to build a lot of domain authority. Um, you have to uh, really dial in how your website is, um, is um, matching up with what Google wants to see, all these things. And then you're probably still sitting in the queue behind like 10 other sites, you know, or 20 other sites. <laughs> and so, you know, what I, what I recognized was that, you know, there was all these like really competitive keywords that were dominated by publishers and, or e-commerce or whatever it might be. And I'm like, my God, like 
the PR strategy here would be how do we leverage these these other people's audiences? How do we how do we find our way to to to, to get on their um, their landing page or their or their, you know be recommended by this other third party? And then through that process, like I was like, this is visibility. How do you improve all the potential touch points for brand in search? And I think that's the key. You know, it's funny when we talk about this because we we also do something kind of similar in regards to, you know, helping, you know, certain SaaS companies and stuff get PR. And, you know, that is the hard part. Like, you know, most people think, oh, I want to be included in Forbes. And I write for Forbes and shout out to Forbes, anybody that is, you know, writes for Forbes and is a part of Forbes. But I can tell you that if I put you in Forbes or we interview you for Forbes, you're not going to get as much traction as some of the other things that we write. That you wouldn't have any idea. Right. Mm -hmm. But the instant thing is you usually think Forbes or Inc or whatever that is, you think it's the big players. And sometimes you get some traction there. But from a real SEO standpoint, that's a great you do the Forbes thing. Great. It happens. It's not going to probably index versus any certain keywords. That's great for a push for a day, two, five days, whatever that is. Yep. But from an SEO perspective, huge value. But really, if you're looking to get that that monthly push where people are coming in, it's like being able to find those blogs once again that have the good authorities. You know, and that, that once can you go and put an article on there and then all of a sudden the reviews, like you said, the, you know, the sleeping bag of 2020, who knew? And then all of a sudden you're getting thousands of searches and that thing is just generating, you know, each month right. it, it produces for you. So that's what I think is awesome. Totally. Yeah. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think, I think two big things that I recognize as a PR person is like, we're always trying to get in front of a qualified audience or a qualified customer. All marketers are. Um, search is really the only platform that delivers like the perfect customer time and time again, right? Like if somebody is looking for a specific keyword, they're your customer. You know, they just don't know you exist. So then how do you work on promoting discovery within that SERP, you know, and that should be the, the, the ultimate goal for every marketer. And, you know, SEO is a big part of that. It's not, I'm not saying it's not. Um, So is, you know, you know, so is SEM. So is, so is advertising, Um, but PR and e-commerce and kind of maximizing all the potential opportunities for a customer to, to uh, discover your brand should be a part of the playbook. And I, I feel like it's not right now and we're trying to do something about it. Yeah, you have to be crafty, you know, because what people don't realize. Like I, I talk, you know, like, let, is it, give me an example. A real estate agent says, hey, I want to be number one for this certain term. And I'm like, you have Zillow that's going to push you out of the way. You have Trulia, you have all these other sites that you're not, you know, we look at it, it's like, you have a better chance of seeing God than being number one for that, right? And so we, you kind of explain it to clients. What I love oh, about yeah. what you guys are talking about is getting crafty. Like there are different ways to maybe potentially get on that first page without you having to index your article, right? And exactly how are you going to go about doing that? And so I think that's where things become real interesting is, you know, what can we do to once again, be crafty and be able to get our clients in positions to be able to generate some traffic there. And sometimes it's number one in the SERP or some Sometimes it's working with the people that are already number one in the SERP, right? Or, you know, getting the reviews or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. So you just, you know, it's, well, it's well, just getting harder Anyone harder. who's done any keyword research will, 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 will recognize that, like, when you do this keyword research, you look for these um, potentially valuable keywords that no one else is working on or have, like, have low competition scores. Um, and you just, you just kind of, like write off all these really competitive keywords. And I think when you're looking at an SEV strategy or a search engine visibility strategy, you go ahead and you focus on the most competitive keywords, the ones you really, really want to be in. Um, the SEOs actually do have a name for this. It's called it's called barnacle SEO, and it's the idea that you that you leverage someone else. You're like a barnacle. You're like a parasite. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I just don't like that analogy. Term, but yeah. it is you know it does exist. Like SEOs are familiar with this idea, um, but it's not really a pursued strategy. And you know we started doing this as an agency. We just kind of 
it was it was just a slight pivot, really. It's like we're still doing PR. We're just gonna we're gonna change how we list build. You know, we're gonna we're gonna list build based on what Google is elevating in search. We're gonna yeah. and, and the way I see it is like Google's elevating the most relevant content for any given subject. Yeah, it's like why why reinvent the wheel, right? I mean, go see what's working and go see where the people are at and how you can you know how you can be a parasite. Yeah, right? it's like it's like all the writers, all the all the um, all the outlets. Um, Google's just gonna tell you who they you know who the most important people are to talk yeah. to, and then you know what you can do is go in and mine that information, build a list, do that outreach, um, and start to win top of top of you know page placements. Yeah, not a bad deal. Thanks, Chris. Today's conversation was truly enriching. I'm super excited to learn more about search engine visibility and what visibility does. We'll talk about it in details in the next episode of Shane Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast. Stay tuned. A key takeaway from today's conversation was how important it is for your business to boost your online visibility. If you want to grow your business and are looking for an expert to help you formulate a successful strategy, you can get in touch with me at shanebarker.com. As a digital marketing consultant, I will help you boost your online presence and grow your revenue with a customizable plan.